Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Inside Inter-Miami, the Miami Herald's Inter-Miami podcast. I'm your host, Andre Fernandez, Deputy Sports Editor, joined once again by our sports writer, Michelle Kaufman. And today we have a very special guest, someone very much known in South Florida for some time now, uh, Ray Hudson, former coach of the Miami Fusion going way back, now Sirius XM, CBS, Paramount Plus, radio host and personality. And we're, we're thrilled to have him in this week's episode to talk a little bit about Lionel Messi, the resur- the, the surge and breakthrough of Inter-Miami, the amazing uh, rise that they've had in just a month or so. And uh, Ray, welcome to the show. And uh, how are you doing? Thank you, Andrea. Michelle, always lovely to see you. Uh, longtime friends. And um, yeah, it's nice to be here. And I wonder what we're going to talk about. <laughs> just I the wonder, second, number um, 10 guy right it's getting boring though i mean can't <laughs> every week surprise can't this team and messi have a stinker just once in a while just to show that you know this isn't a mirage this isn't you know the twilight zone this is reality bloody right. hell unbelievable yeah it's tremendous unbelievable. win again tremendous win again last night uh you know uh, the victory four to one they go into Philadelphia, Philadelphia, which has been so dominant at home the past two years, but really hasn't seen anything like Lionel Messi and what, uh, not just Messi, because the, his goal was tremendous, no doubt. But the entire team, what they've been able to do, just elevate their level of play. Obviously, a lot of the new additions as well, Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba, you name it, uh, Joseph Martinez with a goal early on. And now headed to the League's Cup final, are we finally going to see the Messi in the pink jersey holding a trophy? It looks like it's finally going to happen. It's the biggest comeback since Lazarus, you know. Uh, we've had, and there's so many uh, people and players, staff that need to be thunderously applauded for this massive turnaround, starting at the top with the Mass Brothers, starting right at the top, and of course, David Beckham. But right the way through, you know, after these incredible sanctions that got hit on this team and how they kept moving forward. Um, you know, the establishment of Chris Henderson and his incredible job of putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. And the players, you know, this is a rejuvenated team. It's diametrically opposite to what we have watched for the last three seasons. This is a team with fluidity, with confidence, um, with magical ability and with the greatest player in the world in Lionel Messi, but in Busquets as well. And... uh, I would put Tata Martino almost above all of them for what he has conducted, Michelle. He has been the maestro. Believe me, I've been there before. I know what it takes to take a team that are a set of lost boys because that's what this team was. There was no pattern of their play. They were, it was sporadically good, but they were mediocre. And this crowd stuck with them throughout all of these terrible poor seasons and finally we've got the promise of magic coming to life and what we're seeing now is stupefyingly magnificent by anybody's standards and again so many people Andre to be grateful and thankful for for putting this uh, team together and um, it's a it's a team you want to go and watch wherever you are in this country this team is playing with a confidence that is second to none and an ability that is second to none and you know i mean con containing them is like 
it's just almost impossible right now. So onwards and upwards, great, great start. Yeah, I mean, I really, to be honest, I expected a very tough game against Philadelphia, even though they have been scoring, Miami's been scoring, and Leo Messi and everything else. I still thought, okay, now, now they're finally, every week we keep thinking. But this time I really thought, Jim yeah. Curtin is an outstanding coach. I love oh. Jim Curtin, and I, that oh, team has had, I believe, the most points in the last five years. They almost won last year. They almost won the MLS Cup, you know, went to PKs. They won the Supporters' Shield. We're talking about a really, really good Philadelphia team, yeah. especially when they're at home. They had won 28 of their 29 games at home. They had only lost one game, period, this season by one goal to Orlando in March. They had not lost a game since March, this team, um, not home or away. So, you know, I thought finally Messi's, Messi and his buddies are going to get the it's toughest it. test that they've had yeah. so far. And I, and I yeah. expected that, you know, Philadelphia fans, they can be really brutal and they're going to be so supportive of their team. And I expected this to be a dogfight. I really did. Yeah. And when Joseph Martinez scored in the third minute, I said, OMG. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, they're ahead, they're ahead already in the third minute, and it wasn't even Messi who scored. And then the thing about Messi, which I know that Ray, you know, you could, you know, talk two hours or more about Messi himself, but the thing about him is not only what he has brought as far as his actual play, but his presence on the field is a distraction to all of the defenders because they are so focused on him. And yesterday, him and Busquets, because Jim Curtin said point blank in his own words in the pregame press conference that we had with him that Busquets wasn't getting enough attention, that people were not talking about Busquets, and that the key to beating Inter Miami was to cut off Busquets and cut off the delivery from Busquets. So when you watch Philadelphia yesterday, last night, what they did is they completely surrounded Busquets. You know, they had someone shadowing Busquets. They had like four people surrounding Messi. So yeah. they focus on those two. And then guess what? Everybody else is open. Everyone else is open. When they're all focusing on Messi and Busquets, Jordi Alba, Robert Taylor, Kramashi's making passes, you know, DeAndre Yedlin, you could see at one point in the game, uh, Messi is talking to DeAndre Yedlin like this, you know, whispering to him and giving him little directions. And the next thing you know, Yedlin is making runs up the right sideline and trying to link up with Messi. So it's not just, you know, he only had 51 touches yesterday and they won four to one. It wasn't even all of the touches that he was having. It was the influence, the influence that he has on this team, on how they play, on how the opponent plays against them. There's so much focus on him that they forget that there are, you know, nine other field players out there. And then also I want to give a shout out to Drake Callender because poor Drake is getting lost in the shuffle with all the offense and the Messi and the Biscuits yeah. and the Alba. Uh, Drake, Drake Callender made some huge saves too. Yeah, you know, Andre, Michelle, I am. I don't know part of it. What why uh, people in this country are getting not just giving this acclaim and recognition because we've all known it's been there, but it seems that 
anybody like Jim Curtin, for example, as you said, Jimmy's a tremendous coach, top class, you know, amongst the best we've ever produced in this country. Um, and, and he recognized the incredible uh, elusiveness of Busquets. Busquets and, and Messi and Jordi, um, you know, came from a stock of a team that is arguably the greatest footballing entity ever before Jordi uh, Alba got there, you know, um, with Busquets. And, but this is in the past. And what they've done is transfer this ability um, with fight and determination as well. These aren't little choir boys picking up the money um, that is being given to them. They are earning their money. They are setting an example for the standards of players, um, good players that have always been good players like Robert Taylor and Martinez and, 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 and Miller, uh, you know, on and on, uh, DeAndre Yedlin. They've all elevated their game. They've become sharper, they've become slicker, they've become quicker under the tutelage of this coach who have got them playing with a freedom of expression, with a, with a, with a confidence. When he arrived at Atlanta, that was part of his MO, to feed into this team. Listen, try things, be confident, I trust you, express yourself. And that's what we're seeing. So it's, it's a perfect storm. You know, these players had to live up to their mark. You're right on, you know, recognizing Drake uh, for his tremendous goalkeeping. He's been solid. And, you know, so many other players have, have, have been exactly that. But even then, they have lifted their game. Everybody can see it. You don't need to state the statistics. Anybody that's watched this team for three years are looking at it, and it is diametrically opposite of anything we've seen before. And it's not always just coming down to the star men. You know, it, 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 there's, a, there's a fist of a team here. Is it going to be too late, Andre? That's the thing. You know, the MLS season hasn't started yet for this team. What, what Tata has done is turned the Titanic around from the iceberg. He's turned it around. And now they're going in such a wonderful direction. But is it going to be too late? Right when these players and this coach came in, this was Mount Everest they were looking at. And Tata said, you know what, lads, let's go for a good claim. And that's what he's done. He's taken them on, on such a good journey. And for all the fans, Michelle, these are the ones that I think about all the time. The, the fans are turned out in, in always about 10, 15,000 regular to watch Dross to watch poor football. You know, there was no personality in the team. We didn't know what to expect. And we would come away shaking our heads after, not, and this was after, even after a win, you'd think it, it, it's just not good enough. It must have been the most disheartening journey for the Mass brothers and Beckham. And I remember, Michelle, watching David Beckham on the on the sidelines sometimes where the camera would focus on him and he was seething. He was seething with that anger and containing it himself because what he was seeing wasn't what was promised. And these fans stuck with this team day in, day out, week in, week out, and they booed them. They whistled them. 
We saw it, Michelle. We heard it. They let this team know this isn't good enough. We know our football here in South Florida. This isn't your backwaters town. This is South Florida. We, we know good football. We've had great support as shield winning teams. We've had always, you know, the, 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 all of the big tournaments that are played. We get the biggest audiences on the television. It's always a top in Florida. So this was a, a knowledgeable crowd, and they are just reveling in this, Andre. They are reveling in this and lapping it up and loving it. But is it going to be too late, Michelle, for them to get to the playoffs? Because that's a hell of a lot of points that they've got to make up on the teams above them. I mean, if it they don't lose, if they don't lose again, I mean, the way they're playing, it seems like they won't lose again. I mean, if that's if that's what yeah, it's saying. Yeah, when are you? I mean, but, who's going to beat them? I I would have said. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I had not booked any plane tickets for road games for this League's Cup tournament because I just assumed that they were going to be out in, in the in the group stage. I, I did not expect this run. I'm being honest here. Uh, and I did think that it's too late, that it's too little too late. And it, even, even the great Messi, Busquets, and Elmer are not going to be able to rescue this team from the very bottom of MLS, literally the last place team in, right. in the whole league. But we're still, I mean, I've never in my life, 35 years I've been a sports writer, I have never seen so much excitement for a last place team in any sport, period. This is a very, very unique situation that this is on paper still the last place team in MLS, but this is arguably the best team in MLS that's in the last place right. position on oh, the no table question. right now There's because no they haven't played. No question. But is it too late? I don't know. I would have said yes, that it was too late if you would have asked me this three weeks ago. Now I am honestly believing that anything is possible. I'm now wondering who's going to beat this team. Who is going to beat this team? I know it's ridiculous to think that they're going to win. They have 12 games left in league in MLS play, 12 games. It's ridiculous to think that they're going to go 12-0, and 0, but they're 6-0. and 0. Right now, they had gone on an 11-game winless streak. When this streak started, they had not won 11 games in a row. They have now won six games in a row. They had scored 22 points total, 22 goals in 22 games. They have now scored 21 goals in six games. They are averaging three and a half goals per game against MLS teams. They played Cruz Azul, but after that, it's been against MLS competition. They've been averaging three and a half goals against MLS competition. And when the league starts, it's going to be MLS competition. It's not like they're going over to play, you know, Premier League. They're playing MLS. They've been scoring three and a half goals a game. So is it absurd to think that they're going to go 12 and 0? Yes, it is absurd. But I also would have thought that it was absurd that they would score 21 goals in six games and be 6 and 0 after being 11 games without winning a game and without barely being able to score a goal. So I don't know. I'm I'm really starting to think that it is possible for them to make the playoffs, cool. even if they make it with the last spot. Yeah. And what's that? Because nine teams are making it this year. Nine, not seven. Nine teams make it, and then there's some kind of play-in thing or whatever. So if they finish top nine, they're 15 now, then anything is possible. Then it then it's do or die, whatever. I mean, I I am starting to I am really starting to drink the Kool-Aid. I am drinking that Kool-Aid 
And I'm starting to think that that it's possible for them to make a, to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they're making it seem like whether they get all 12 victories or close to it, and then and then it becomes a question of do they get the help they need? Because they're buried they're so far down on the table that they're going to have to have other teams ahead of them lose and that sort of thing. But that's 36 points to be had if they get even I don't know 32 of that. Is it enough? I mean, I think I think the point you're making too about the nine playoff spots helps tremendously too because before you're thinking in a top seven scenario, but now with nine, you maybe. know, there's a a, a great a great next next. Is our audio okay? I keep hearing. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, go um, ahead. The there's a great um, movie coming out. Um, the the FIFA World Cup official movie. It's called Written in the Stars. It's not out yet, and it keeps saying it's going to be released every flipping week. And it is still. I mean, what's taking you so long, FIFA? Get the damn. <laughs> and these are the official ones that get produced. The first one was from 1966 when England won the World Cup. If you can believe that. Um, the uh, it was called Goal, and it was hugely successful. So they said we might be onto something. So they kept on producing, and they're a wonderful series. And this one is called Written in the Stars, and I wonder why. Because of him, of course. Because of this culmination of the greatest football player, inarguably. Michelle Kaufman, inarguably, not arguably, inarguably, in the history of the game. So this man crowned his great um, glittering career, both as an individual and as a team player, with an Aladdin's cave of trophies, and he wins the World Cup. And then he gets this call from Mr. Mass and Mr. Beckham to come here. This is Twilight Zone stuff. Oh, and by the way, everything that Michelle is saying is so, and, and you as well, and put it into perspective and puts it into focus. But anything is possible now. You know that great advertisement by Adidas, the impossible is nothing. You know, <laughs> Messi <laughs> is a big Adidas man. So, wow, everything is just this perfect storm coming together. Um, but uh, for me, it's the portrait of all of the game, the the whole manner in which this team is playing under Tata. Um, and again, I, I, I make no excuses whatsoever for for stating that the the soldiers in the trenches, like Chris Henderson, the technical director, you know, the the Mass Brothers, the the endless journeys overseas to get. Lionel convinced in his parents, you know, his father, in all of this, the money problems and the navigation through the whole MLS, you know, maze of restrictions that because, you know, Inter Miami are going to be under heavy, heavy scrutiny from from here on. And they had to get every I dotted and every T crossed. The people that are sitting in those stands behind you, Michelle, they don't care about that. They don't care about these they, who the hell the owners are or Chris Henderson. They don't care. What they care about and what they've always cared about is being entertained, about seeing a team with flair and ability and daring and that attacking promise that Becker made in the early days before ball was kicked. It was never there. It, they were kidding us. It, because of the challenges to get that, that maybe they thought it was too easy. Maybe it was ambition um, that 
couldn't be fulfilled in the early days. Um, but now it's taken this long and it's all come together and we are also grateful you know to tune in to watch not just winning football but beautiful football this is a, a synchronized team with with wonderful expression in them you know that goal the fourth one last night i was so pissed off at the production team whoever the hell it was because every replay they showed excluded the the, the main pass and who was that from boozy Sergi Busquets plays a ball, was never seen at Gourmet remote control going back to it over and over. Because the, the genius of Busquets, as, as Jimmy Curtin said, the, the, they see these, these things. And what it does, it's not just playing an early pass. It's playing it so quickly and sharply that it opens the spectrum of possibilities for the likes of Messi and for the likes of uh, David Ruiz, who scored the goal in the end with a lovely, lovely finish. But it all came, came back, and that's what these players do, the Jordi Albas, the Lionel Messis, the Busquets, and some of the other players as well, feeding off of that energy and brilliance. Of them. brilliance of them. It just expands the whole footballing uh, entity on the pitch. And Tata Martino knows this. And Tata Martino is the man who has been able to dictate, this is what we're capable of. And on the day-to-day -day yeah, training... Field of Waterdale, they, they are bringing it all together. Um, it's going to be a hell of a ride. It's going to be must-see TV to see if Tata and the lads can defy all logic. It's Twilight Zone stuff, episode 356, and everybody's going to be watching. It is weird, but it is happening in front of our eyes, and it's a promise of magic coming true. Yeah. No, it's true. My daughter, my daughter wrote, my daughter texted last night. My daughter's a huge, you know, she played 14 years of soccer. She loves it. She's so into it. She texted last night and she said, I still cannot believe that Lionel Messi is wearing a pink Inter Miami jersey. She said, I know I have now watched him for six games. I can't believe that this man is playing for this team. When you were talking about the vision, Ray, and about the Boosie stuff, one of the things what Jim Curtin said the other day is that not only does Boosie give the pass, he gives the pass before the pass. So he sees, he sees not only, he doesn't deliver the pass to Messi, he delivers the pass that will then deliver the pass yeah. that scores. So yeah. he's, it's a chess, it's, it's, it's like a great chess master yeah. who can see the, he sees the field as a right. chess board and Jordi Alba too. By the way, Jordi Alba plays a lot of chess. I'm going to throw this little thing in there. When I talk to Jordi Alba, his only hobby that he really has is he loves to play chess. His father taught him to play chess when he was little. He still loves to play chess, and he said he's going to teach his children to play chess. And he talked about the idea of seeing the chess board before, seeing the, you know, the move before the move. Yeah. And that is what these guys do. They see the game you know, it's almost like the game slows down into slow motion when they're playing. The situation I have with, with those sorts of examples, just remember this as well, Michelle. 
when you're playing a game of chess, it's 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 almost three D. You're seeing the we all know the, the movements of it, but when you're down on that pitch on a football field as well, you're not seeing it from where we are in the press box or where I be on the commentary box. It's a whole different dimension, and that's what feeds in to the genius players, the brilliant players that sees that extra that extra literally the extra dimension and can measure their passes and take into account all of the different movements and 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 that that's what uh, that's what can happen you know michelle uh, andrea that again you look at the way martinez is playing now you look at the way joseph's playing that goal last night in my honest opinion he doesn't score that last season he shanked. Yeah. We saw time and time again. He looked as if he was a, 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 about as sharp as a bag of wet mace sometimes. <laughs> this time, this was this is a scalpel sharp finisher. He's a cleaner now. And he's working. He's dropping back under Tata's wonderful system of this 4-3-3. He's got Robert Taylor dropping back. He's got Lionel Messi leading the line sometimes. There's a fluidity about him. And, and, and all of the other players, Kremeski and, and uh, Busquets, of course, and Arayo, they're all not just doing their vinegar work. They're all coordinating their defensive and offensive duties for 90 minutes. And like you said, Michelle, this went off like a Chinese firecracker last night. Boom, right out of the traps. We're coming to get you. And I think that shocked uh jimmy jimmy must have thought wow, because he had them pinned back for the, the the whole philadelphia came well into the game in the second half but it was too late um so you know again man it, this is tata has been just tremendous uh chris has put together an incredible ship now um the staff yeah, chris doesn't get enough credit i'm gonna uh, chris henderson does deserve you know he he gets overshadowed he's not He's not a front, you know, he's not a front page guy. He's not the guy who's out there in the media. But all of these moves, as you've said, including the three new players, the young guys that they signed on the under under 22 initiative, they, you know, MLS has a lot of rules as far as how many internationals you can have, how many players under 22, how many players under 23, how many players, you know, there's all the big alphabet soup of yeah. of stuff in the MLS that I can't even begin to understand. Yeah. But yeah. um, but Chris Henderson understands. All yeah. of it, all the minutia, the minutia yeah. that nobody else wants to talk about. Chris Henderson is sitting in there crunching numbers like an accountant, you know, crunching numbers and yeah. putting together this puzzle, this incredible oh, like 1,000 piece jigsaw puzzle yeah. that he's had to put together to get to get this team. Ray, I wanted to ask you a quick question, um, you know, while we're just all excited about all this stuff. I want to ask you one quick question. Messi's goal, when he decided, when, when he made that, when he made that decision yes. to shoot from basically 30 yards out with his left, and it just, it was like a laser beam yeah. into the goal. Can you describe, you know, did you think he was going to shoot right there? Why, you know, can you try to even explain what went through his mind right there? No, nobody can. That's why he's Lionel Messi. But what, what you expect is the unexpected with Messi. And the, the distance, uh, what he's taken into account when he saw the goalkeeper leaning towards that near post Lionel took that wonderful geometry in his head and that terabyte of skill in a nanosecond and saw that tiny postage stamp of a window of opportunity to fire at that angle if he gets it one or two degrees wrong from that angle from that distance 
it's a missed goal. It's it, he right. missed, and that's most people. That's ninety nine percent of the people who take that goal, that shot would never make it. Right. Believe me, this this was no fluke. Everybody recognizes it, and that was pure messy genius. Of, 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 you know, surveying the his, again part of the thing with Messi, he picks the card out of his hand so carefully. You know, he he wears his options up. In, in in this incredible prayer computers could learn from this guy you know i mean he's taking it all into account and releasing the right pass at the right time at the right moment we're not buttering on this thing about messi again i've been doing it for 20 odd years since he got his debut with ronaldinho it was like this is the arrival of god in football boots Pele, maradona you better watch out this guy's going to eclipse you and he did and he did, you know, the, the, he cannot overstate this. And for him to still maintain this, this level of expression and ability and brilliance at this stage in his career, after winning the World Cup, coming to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, within the Miami, in a wonderful, beautiful stadium. But let's be honest, it's no camp, no. That's the truth. But he has adapted to it. He's taken it in and made it his home. And he looks happy. He looks happier than, you know, you know what. A dog yeah. is. He just looks astonishingly happy and, uh, you know, embracing his teammates. And he's on a, he's on a hell of a raid. No. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Ray, I was going to ask you about that. How much has that impressed you off the field that he's been so welcoming and so receptive i mean yesterday even the philly guys were getting in one of his teammates face he goes in gives him a little trash talk like he's he's really bonded so quickly with them and tata's talked about how important that's been sure. in the transition process so how much does that impress you you know for him coming into a situation like this where you're coming to a last place team right. like we talked about we mentioned it early andre didn't we the the, the fight that, that is there he looks like he'd fight a bengal tiger in the dark this guy. This isn't a pickup check for him. This isn't easy money. They are fighting tooth and nail. I was watching Busquets because I always I'm I'm the biggest Busquets fan. I, I'm arguably a bigger Busquets fan than a Messi fan because so many people over the 20 years of Busi have not I got him. Pep Guardiola got him. Pep Guardiola saw what what he had when he was a kid and brought him into the team and said, he is going to be the fulcrum of my team. And look what happened. Look at that Barcelona team, the greatest entity since Brazil 1970, the national team. It's as close as you can get for perfection. You know, with Iniesta and Xavi and Puyol and Dani Alves and just on and on. It was astonishing, but it was Buzzy that was the linchpin and continues to be. But not a lot of people will get it. Not a lot of people in the world have been able to appreciate what he brought. I was watching a game against Man United the other day on my YouTube uh, uh, replay when, um, when Barcelona wiped the floor with uh, Manchester United in Wembley Stadium. And I didn't even realize at the time how influential Boozy was that game. It's just an astonishing game. But again, had some world-class players around him, but adapted and, and involved in, in all of it. But Michelle, the goal last night from Messi was just another one of those uh, statement goals that, you know, you think he can do it from anywhere, any, any place. We've seen him on the dribble. We've seen him leave players in acid uh, in, 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 in the World Cup, 
in his days at Barcelona, in, in his time within a Miami. Um, some of his other goals where he'll rain over the top. You know, he'll have those situations where, again, he'll know exactly the type of ball that's going to be needed either as a pass or a goal. We've got to understand the one thing Messi cannot beat is Father Tang. Tata Martino knows this as well. And this understanding that it's going to have to be conditioned next season, it's going to have to be conditioned throughout the season with his rest time. It's the same as much with, with, with uh, the other, all of the other players, but Messi in particular. is this wonderful balancing act because Mother Nature, Father Time, doesn't care about that. And he doesn't have that, that snap where he would be like a scalded cat off the mark. That's that, that half a yard isn't there. But what he's made up for is that anticipation. And it looks as if he's still the same player in a lot of ways. So um, again, analyzing uh, Lionel Messi, trying to describe like Michelle asked me about the goal. It's like trying to count the bubbles in a glass of champagne. It is, it is much of it is so so difficult to to appreciate what's happening. We should all just be so grateful and thankful that the Mass Brothers and Beckham landed him here to give us you know that same plot of land behind you, Michelle, where I played with Gerd Muller, Teofil Kobias, Elias Figueroa, three-time champion, American Player of the Year, um, George Best. And, and so many more, you know, they were the how they were the and a, a, a Florida, a South Florida football. And now we've got Chris Henderson putting this together. Chris, of course, was one of the pivot, crucial players in my team with uh, the Miami Fusion when we won the Supporter Shield. Best team in the country. Best team in the country. San Jose Earthquakes beat us, buggers. <laughs> in the semifinals. Uh, oh, on an overtime goal. Um, but Chris was savoring that. He knows it. And I'm so pleased for Henry that he's got in this wonderful, wonderful town before the move back to Miami with their glittering new stadium, um, which is going to be, you know, fanfare in itself. The stage is being set and the team is being set. They've learned so much. Hendo and, the, and Beckham and the Mass Brothers have learned. They've made mistakes. They've been held accountable for their mistakes, but they have, like I said, they got hit hard with them and they kept on moving forward. I said the whole here, Mass, a few a few weeks ago, you know, this is just before the same Beckham, uh, before the same Messi. And, and I said, you guys have been braver than a, a matador in a pink But what you are doing, it, the bravery of this, uh, has been amazing and for them to pull this kangaroo out of their hat has been astonishing and they cannot be, cannot be. any more than what they what i'm giving them but, but but they don't care about that you know they're football fans michelle you know they love football you know they own a second division team in spain real zaragoza a great club once upon a time um they're passionate about their game this is no hollywood star this is no celebrity that's involved in the wonderful new game of soccer. These are football peoples that smell it, 
that know it, that breathe it, and now they're able to push it into uh, South Florida. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody down there in Miami just cannot wait for the new stadium to be built and for the relocation. But we're enjoying them here up there in the Venice of America in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, you know, one thing uh, Jim Curtin was saying last night, and a lot of people have said it, what the Moss brothers have done and David Beckham by, by, by pulling this off is the rest of the league now, what are they going to do? I mean, these other owners are going to have to either step up. Yeah, I'm sure some of the owners that do want to step up and want to shell out the money are going to do it. The other ones that have been much more resistant, that have kind of enjoyed the parody and the mediocrity and whatever, they're going to have to step up because otherwise – you know, there's going to be a real imbalance in the league. Uh, you know, if 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 other team, if other players from around the world start saying, "Wait a minute, Messi's there, Busquets is there, they're really enjoying it. This is great. I want to go play in the United States. I want to play in New York. I want to play in L.A. I want to play in Washington D.C." Uh, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this transforms the league going forward. And before we go, I I, uh, I just wanted to ask what you think about Nashville. Uh, this is, you know, we're previewing the the final game, which is going to be this weekend. Uh, what what do you think about Nashville? And and does Nashville have a chance to beat Miami? What does Nashville have to do? And, and what are the, you know, Hani Mukhtar obviously is a great player. What? How yeah. do you think Miami matches up right now with, with Nashville? In the form book um, right now, yeah, you, right you right could right. never bet against uh, Inter Miami. Mukhtar is a tremendous player. Um, you know, there's a lot of tremendous players. Jimmy Curtin's got Philadelphia. They had some wonderful players in, in by MLS standards that you thought, as you said, Michelle, this is going to be a test. This is going to be a battle for them. And they skated, skated past them. I mean, who are Jimmy on the sidelines? I'm watching him and he's... He's like, wow. you know, it was like trying to nail jello to the ceiling, trying to stop this team coming at him in that first half. So, um, yeah, they jumped out. But every team, Michelle, is going to be look at this. They've got massive targets on their on their chest and on their back now. Miami, uh, Messi's going to be challenged. They're going to ruffle his feathers. We saw it before in all the glorious years when Real Madrid and Pepe and Sergio Ramos were kicking chunks the size of Philly Mignons out of his calf. And he smiled at them. He smiled at them. And he beat them continuously. So they can try all they like, but talent will tell. And the coaching, again, the mechanism that this coach has built into the team cannot be overstated. There's a strength. He won't take – there won't be any letdown by this team. I mean, the die is cast for the rest of the season. There's there's going to be no easing up. If anything, they'll use every challenge as a, as a, as a true test of what they have. They know Tata's looking at them. For all of the the, the 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 brilliance that Henderson has put together in in constructing this team through the myriad of of rules and regulations in MLS is astonishing. That will continue next year. They've already jumped the gun with these three wonderful new signings. Really from what I hear and from what I understand, very very good, classy players with great potential. So they've been able to, to to pull those in. There'll be others. Everybody's talking about the likes of Luis Suarez, Mamma Mia, Di Maria. 
is that possible? Well, you know, is Suarez going to be able to, you know, Martinez's contract's up at the end of the year? We don't know. But everybody's on notice. You want to stay and be part of this miracle on the pitch, pitch then you're going to have to do it for 95 minutes, game in, game out. And you look at the likes, even the young lad, Kremeski. I mean, even a player like him, you know, this young cherub of a player, you know, raised up in Western here and obviously born in Miami. But, you know, the Western Academy, you know, are so proud, the local community here, that he's one of us, you know, and, and he's been given his opportunity to, to, to play and impress He's, he's, he's not taking any, you know, there's no swans in this team. You know, they're all workmanlike players and just following in the likes of these world-class players um, in, 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 in such a treat in every way. So we'll see what the rest of the season brings, Michelle. Um, Andre, I don't know if it's going to culminate in a playoff position. We have no idea. Football is not predictable in that regard. Um, but the next season as well is something uh, that is going to be, you know, massively anticipated because uh, this isn't just, this isn't a mirage. You know, we've been through the mirage days. We've listened <laughs> to the empty promises. We've listened to, to, to coaches try to spoon feed us BS. We, we've heard that what we were seeing was completely the opposite. It's not like that anymore. Every one of those twenty-one of those twenty people in that beautiful stadium behind you, Michelle, uh, in that fabulous world-class training facility that the Mass Brothers built. Every one of them is looking at this team now with pride that bursts the heart. You saw it in Philadelphia last night. In, in, in the Argentina shirts and the pink shirts decorated. These are Philadelphia fans, but they were saying. We got to celebrate this guy. This is this is Messi, Bussy, and and Jordy. Look at this. So it, it's been a wonderful tidal wave throughout the country, and um, it, it's everybody's just ecstatic about it. And it, it couldn't have went any better, could it? I mean, they've been smoother than a Zamboni. And yeah. <laughs> Even, even if they don't make the playoffs, this is going to be the rock stars on the road, every city. You said Philly, Dallas, you've seen it. And then, yeah, it's interesting to see how the league's going to adjust because if you thought, yeah. like, in the, in the 90s, in the, the NBA 90s, with the yeah. Bulls or the Golden State Warriors dominated a league. and it, This is that times five. Yeah. Well, Andre, you know, I mean, when the Cosmos set the standard for us, for the rest of the North American Soccer League, it was just too much for the rest right. of the league right. to catch up with. So the, the great Robbie family here in, in, in South Florida matched with the Cosmos. We had... George Best, Gerd Muller, Kubilas, uh, Elias Figueroa, Jan van Beveren, world-class stars. And everybody else, everybody else was three or four in every team, Chicago, Vancouver, Los Angeles, all the way through the whole league. I think Michelle's right. It's got to be setting the standard of improvement. Now, it's not going to be easy with this emergence of Saudi Arabia, of course, uh, attracting big money. But Saudi Arabia is not Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I'll tell you that. Yep. That's true, and uh, we've seen. We're, I think we're. You're gonna. You're gonna see that trickle effect. Definitely. Spring break, baby. When I first came over, spring break. Michelle, are you kidding me? They wanted me to go back to Newcastle after spring break <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. That's right. 
Well, Ray, we appreciate you being on the show, and we hope it's not the, yes, not the only time. Yes, this was so much fun. This was yeah. the most fun episode ever. Thanks, Michelle. Definitely. You give your, your mom my love. I know she's a big fan of me because a lady has class and she has wonderful understanding of the game. So give her a big kiss for me. I hope she gets well. Thank you Definitely. so much. Well, thank you, everybody, once again for watching and for listening. This has been another episode of Inside Inter Miami. Again, we thank uh, Ray Hudson for being here. Hopefully, we'll have you again soon on the show. And for Michelle Kaufman, I'm Andre Fernandez. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, and we'll be recapping that big Leaks Cup championship. See you then, everybody.